Coaches, what is up? You're tuned in to keep your pads down. We are crushing pullers, controlling our gap, and teeing off on your quarterback. That's right. You have found the podcast for all things D-line play. So wherever you're listening, thank you for checking us out. This is episode number 97. And I tell you what, if you're looking for legit football talk that is heavy on the meat and potatoes, then today's episode is for you. Today we're talking inside linebacker play with San Antonio Johnson head football coach and athletic coordinator, Coach Mark Soto. Now we all know how closely intertwined your linebackers and defensive line is when it comes to most defensive schemes. And we haven't spent a ton of time on this podcast uh, talking linebacker play, so we're doing that today. And I'm telling you right now, uh, if you're a running backs coach who's never spent one day on the defensive side of the ball, after our conversation today with Coach Soto, you'll be able to walk your way over there and coach some linebackers up, I promise you. But before we get in our conversation today, let me tell you about our Season 3 sponsors. On this season of KYPD, we are proud to be partnering with Our Coaching Network, a new football coaching platform connecting coaches from all levels and helping them get better every week. Our Coaching Network has live clinics Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. I'll have 150-plus hours of high-quality live coaching clinics this year added to a library that can be referred back to at any time in the future. As many of you guys are aware, keep your pads down is teaming up with our coaching network to bring you a five hour virtual defensive line clinic on Saturday, March 27th, which is now less than two weeks away. We have a super talented group of coaches lined up as presenters for that day, starting with Colorado Mesa defensive line coach, Trent early at 10 a.m. Uh, Liberty University defensive line coach Josh Aldridge at 11. Uh, my man from Fort Hayes State, uh, the D-line coach there, Coach Ike at noon, followed by Baylor defensive line coach Dennis Johnson at 1. And then we'll close things out with University of Toledo defensive line coach Larry Black at 2. Uh, all those times are central, by the way. So if you're a defensive line coach or someone looking to learn more about defensive line play, then this clinic is a must. How can you get in on this clinic? Well, if you're already a member of our coaching network, then the clinic is free. And if you can't catch all five presenters, the entire clinic will be available to you in the website's library for you to check out at your earliest convenience. If you haven't signed up with our coaching network yet, do it. It costs you 15 bucks a month and you can cancel at any time. Now, look, maybe you haven't been able to get out to, to any in-person clinics this offseason. So you're looking to pick up some new drills or coaching cues, or maybe you want to connect with other defensive line coaches from around the country. Well, then check out the link in today's show notes to join our coaching network today, and we'll see you March 27th. So if you follow us on Twitter, then you no doubt have seen our graphics promoting each week's episode. Uh, you can go now and look at the graphic for today's episode with Coach Soto. Uh, anyway, all of those graphics have been created by me uh, using GoEdit Graphics, a company based out of Argyle, Texas, that we have partnered with for season three of this podcast. Now, what GoEdit Graphics does is allow any coach to create custom graphics in minutes by changing the colors, text, and images to make it their own. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, to name a few. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. So if you're looking for a way to promote the awesome things going on in your athletic program, then my man Zach and the team at GoEdit Graphics has got you covered. Subscriptions are for 12 months and include unlimited graphics. Here's something else that's cool. Mention keep your pads down and receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. Go check them out on Twitter at GoEditGraphics or visit the awesome graphics coaches have already created or check out our Twitter feed for other examples as well. Showcase your athletes with custom graphics in less than two minutes with GoEditGraphics. 
All right, so back to today's episode with Coach Soto. Coach Soto grew up in San Antonio and attended Converse Judson High School, where he played in two state championship games before going on to Missouri Valley College, where Coach was first-team all-conference and helped the Vikings win a conference championship in 1994. Coach Soto has 25 years of coaching experience, which began at Poteet High School, just south of San Antonio there, and also includes stops at Seguin, Cal Allen, San Antonio Holmes, Laredo United, Seven seasons at his alma mater at Converse Judson, where he coached in two state championships, followed by seven seasons as the head coach at San Marcos High School. And now Coach Soto just wrapped up year one at San Antonio Johnson. In addition to his coaching responsibilities there at Johnson, Coach Soto is also the senior director for Region 8 of the Texas High School Coaches Association and director of the San Antonio Area Football Coaches Foundation. He is also a part of the THSCA Finance Committee and the Rock Mentor Program, and Diversity Council as well. Now, of course, you can hear our full conversation with Coach Soto right here on today's podcast. But if you'd like to see the video of our conversation complete with Coach's PowerPoint slides, uh, film cut-ups, then you can visit our YouTube page to view that, a link to which can be found on our Twitter feed or in the show notes of this episode. But today we're talking about inside linebacker play out of the 3-4 defense, including footwork, drills, run fits for zone, power, counter, and dart. Uh, and we even get into pass drops and some stunts at the end. So a lot for us to cover today. So let's get to it. Here is Coach Mark Soto on episode number 97 of KYPD. Coach Soto, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on your spring break, no less, and uh, for taking some time out to uh, talk some linebacker play with us. Uh, no problem, man. I, I'm really, really honored to be on this show. And, uh, it, you know, hopefully we get some things done and some some people will learn because it's the way learn, uh, we learn in the, in the profession, you know, giving out the best stuff and, and hopefully uh, somebody gets some nuggets along the way. Absolutely, Coach. Well, you as we can see, the guys watching, and can see your shirt there. You're the... Uh, you're, you're, you're just wrapped up your first year at San Antonio Johnson, a great school there in the San Antonio area. Um, you're from San Antonio. So, so take a, take a, take a few moments to just kind of fill us in on your coaching history and, and how you wound up where you are today. Yeah. You know, I kind of been all over the place. I, I, I was trying to climb the ladder as fast as I could. And it only took 17 years to become a head coach. Uh, but in those 17 years, I learned a lot. Um, you know, I went through a lot of experiences that really got me ready for that job. And luckily, I was I was under some great, great head coaches. I think that was that's been the uh, the determining factor in in the way my career is, is spun from year to year. Is uh, I just tried to surround myself with the best that I could. Um, you know, I started out in 1995. Uh, I played ball in Missouri, at Missouri Valley College, a small little NAIA school. And and I'll tell everybody out there, man, find the small schools for your kids to play at because. There's a level of football for everybody. Yep. And uh, so I went to a little NAIA Division II school, had a huge success there, uh, turned the program around, won the conference by 95, uh, 94, and then uh, got into the coaching in 1995 at Poteet, Texas, which is south of San Antonio, a little 3A school. And, um, you know, really the resume got me the job. It wasn't that, that I was some kind of a football all-star or anything like that. I was sitting in the interview. I actually came back from Crystal City, which I interviewed for a uh, small, um, it, was a, it was a 
junior high coordinator role. And I was on my way back. I just pulled into the office and walked in there cold with my resume in hand. And uh, Butch Tudyk, his old coach uh, from St. Mary's, he was the athletic director at that point in time. And I sat down. I said, hey, coach, I'm just looking to see if you had any openings. And he goes, well, you got your resume. And I put it on his desk. And uh, he looks at it. He takes a spit into his tune. He said, you know D.W. Rutledge and uh, Frank Arnold? I was like, yes, sir. I played under uh, Rutledge and, and Frank Arnold was our AD. I got a spot for you. And uh, pretty much who, it was who you knew, not what you knew, because I was fresh out of college. Played two, uh, you know, uh, coached two years there. Had a, a tremendous career there. First year I was uh, assistant coach. Second year I was defense coordinator. And then um, went to uh, skiing for two years with Mark Smith, one of Texas high school coaches, um, presidents, uh, former presidents. And then from there I went to Cal Allen for a year where I was under Phil Danaher, who's the activist, uh, the most winning active head coach in, in high school history. Uh, from there, I came to uh, San Antonio Holmes and worked under Coach Sanchez, who is the active, most active winning, uh, most wins by an active Hispanic coach. Uh, worked with him for two years at Holmes and then two, three years at, at um, Laredo United. Turned that program from 254th uh, up to a top 50 team by the time we left and by the time I left in three years. Then I was able to go back to my alma mater, Judson, and and coached there in the first year we were there. I think 2005 was the first year. Seven, we went to the finals. And 10, we went to the finals. Uh, played Euless Trinity in both those games. After that, I've got a head coach, my first head coaching job and happened to be athletic director at um, San Marcos, in which uh, they were they were, they were were uh, not doing, not faring too well. And we were able to turn them around and get them into the top 100 team. I think the highest we ever climbed in the Harris ratings to 80, 88, somewhere around there. Um, was able to build a humongous facility there with an indoor uh, stadium, turf both baseball and softball, uh, and just really turn that culture around in, in San Marcos. And luckily, um, you know, there was only a couple of jobs I'd apply for because, you know, San Marcos was my retirement job. I'd built a facility, you know, with those coaches around there. We had a good uh, good core coaches that were doing good things for the kids, and kids were doing good things for us. And uh job popped open and uh, interviewed for it, did really well in it. Um, knew some people from the AD days, you know, some the ADs that were interviewing me and uh, was able to get a chance to come here. The only hang up was it was right in the middle of when, when COVID was starting. Yeah. So it kind of took a little while, you know. Yeah. It, I think I interviewed in March and I didn't come on until April 14th. And I interviewed like late February, early March, and it, it just took a while. So, yeah. But that's, that's how I got here. Mostly it was, you know, just being under those great head coaches that knew, hey, uh, you know, he wants, they, they knew what my goals were. And they helped me towards those goals. Right. They gave me all the responsibility I would need to move to the next job and the right. next job and the next job. But, you know, when you're dealing with those, uh, you know, Hall of Fame coaches, which are, all, you know, D.W. Rutledge is already in the Hall of Fame. I think Phil Danner is. Mark Smith will be. And so will David Sons. You know, you're dealing with some good ones. Jim Rackley over here at Judson. He's in the Hall of Fame, too. All, all um, I think, Coach Rutledge, Coach Danaher, Coach Rackley, Coach... Uh, Smith, they were all presidents of the Texas High School Coaches Association at one point. So just try to keep the best company I could. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that is some great company. And, and I want to ask you a couple of questions about those guys. Sure. First of all, you know, I, I know um, I know Coach Smith, um, you know, he was the head coach in Kerrville actually right before right. I got there. So we, you know, I've, I've heard, I feel like I've worked for him just from all the stories and, and, and seeing him at clinics and talking with him. He, come, he would come back to Kerrville from time to time while I was there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those guys, just outstanding coaches that you mentioned, Phil Danaher, uh, D.W. Rutledge, what would you say is like is the common thread that runs through all of those guys that helps them be so successful? Common thread, um, they excel at something. All of them excel at something. Um, I think that's where you find your good players. Same thing with your good coaches. There's something they're really good at, you know, uh, playing under Coach Rutledge. Uh, and then working for him at the Texas High School Coaches Association, his passion for high school sports, and in particular football, uh, is just second to none. I mean, he wants the best for young men and young women in athletics in, in, in the state of Texas. And it showed. I mean, that's uh, that's all he was doing was trying to, you know, that man never cursed at us. He not, and never cursed at us one time. Um, he was just always positive and, and you can do more, you can do more and and he was always trying to build an environment where we could succeed at. You know, Mark Smith, he, he taught me how to keep things simple so kids could play fast. You know, his deal was taking a complex 3-4 defense or a 4-3 defense or whatever, meshing them all together and making it real simple for the kids so that way uh, we could play fast on the field. Uh, Phil Danaher was just hyper competitive. I mean, you couldn't play jacks with that guy without him trying to win. I mean, he would bet whether, you know, where the fly was going to land next in the office. Uh, we go play golf and his foot wedge was his best club. And, and, you know, as a head coach, you didn't tell him anything. It, that was okay. I mean, he was just hyper competitive and he still is, uh, even after all these years and all these wins, he's still hyper competitive. Yeah. Uh, Jim Rackley just, he loved kids, man. He loved working for kids. That was his deal. David Sanchez, same thing. He just, you know, he, he had a passion to work with kids and he had a passion for his particular type of kid in, in Laredo or Holmes to be successful. And, uh, you know, they just were – they all had something elite about them that you could follow, uh, watch, learn from, and then, uh, you know, try to interpret in your career somehow. So if you're talking to a, a young coach who's just starting into coaching or maybe looking for his first job, what's more important to get on a, a – to go find a, a winning program or a team that's been successful or a coach or a coaching staff that – uh, has those things that those guys had who molded you? Like what's more important, the, the staff number, or the school? The number one thing I think is more important over all that, all that is lose your ego. Lose your ego and, and, and humble yourself and then go find somewhere that you can learn something that you're going to need, that tool you're going to need in your toolbox. You know, if you're good at, uh, let's say you're good at relating to kids. Okay, great. You know, that, that's a great trait to have. Your next job better be one that has uh, something that was one of your weaknesses. Maybe you need more X's and O's. So you need to get with a coach that's really good at X and O's. Or maybe you're good at X and O's because you played in college and you really have a good handle on on that stuff, but you don't know how to treat kids because you're treating them like you were uh, in college and it's different in high school. So maybe you need to get around a coach that's nurturing and and learn that trait. Uh, Really, uh, I would tell – in fact, uh, I'm talking at – talking at Texas High School Coach Association, the Rock Mentor Program, in about two weeks. And, and my subject is personal growth and, um, and development. And that's number one, lose your ego. Number two, find the job that you can grow at, not the job that you can win at. Yeah. You know, uh, find the one you can grow at because um, it's going to help develop you into a better coach and, and you're going to be able to go through different experiences. And we're all products of our experiences. Um, you know, as I got that job as an athletic director, I had no clue about that budget thing. You know what I mean? But I went through a bill to Judson and they let me get in on the budget stuff and learn how to do bids and, and quotes and things like that and how to push the 
the paper through the, the, the CFO's office and things like that. So I had gained so many experiences. Mind you, they might not have been huge and, and elaborate, but they were enough to keep me at that table and keep them interested enough to give me the job and then learn on my own. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great advice. And, and, and I think that that's, um, I think that's great for, for young guys to hear about losing their ego. And, and I think, and we've all been there, you know, you get caught up in the size of the school or, or right. you know, what your title is mm-hmm. going to be. And I, and I think, you know, that's, that's great advice. Just going somewhere where you can grow and, and really sharpen yourself up and not work, not, not worry so much about whether it's a two, a job or a five, a job, or it's a middle school job that feeds into a six, a school, whatever. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's great advice. So Some of those connections you make right there may propel you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Some of our some of our middle school coaches that I worked with at Judson and at uh, um, San Marcos, I will look look at for a job just because yeah. of the job they did down there. They right. cared about that job. They cared about the what we call the smaller job. Even though you're you're teaching the kids how to be athletes down there, that yet that one's not as important as a a varsity position for some odd reason. But it, I mean, it has its importance. So yeah, just to uh, just do the best job you can where you're at. And, and, you know, let, 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 let God lay the path down for you and learn at each stop and move forward. Absolutely. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's great advice. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's jump in and talk about some linebacker play. I know what, that's what these guys came here to, uh, to hear. And, and uh, you know, we don't, we don't actually, we're, we're obviously podcast centered on defensive line play. I uh, haven't talked to a whole lot of linebacker coaches, a lot of outside linebacker coaches, but um, you know, I think that those positions are so intertwined together especially when, it, when we're talking the run game and and even to some extent the the defending the pass as well so um i'll let you pull up your your presentation in there we'll get rocking and rolling through that good i'm i'm, I'm glad we got some defensive line guys on here because i mean to me the offensive defensive line is where it's at i, I remember playing a ball with uh, at judson and and i would take my defensive lineman my three technique we played an old, old week eagle so we had a, a three and a five on my side and Every every time after every game, we were winning pretty good back then. I'd take him to Taco Bell and get him twelve tacos because he kept me clean. So yeah, these D line yeah. guys on here, I appreciate what you do. What you do. All right, let me see if I can pull this thing up real quick. I I, I really 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 enjoy linebacker play just because it's it, it's in the middle of everything, and you got to be good at a little bit of everything to be a good linebacker. And that, that's my whole that's my whole thing. I, I, you guys, if you can see this. If you got your if you got your phone and you want to take a picture of that real quick, you'll be able to pull up the whole uh, PowerPoint of this thing. Uh, not the video part of it, but the PowerPoint of it. And then if you if you need the last uh, slide has my information on there, you can get it to me, and I can get you the video part of it if if needed. Okay, so you guys have on that, and I'll put it back up at the end. And we'll but, have um, we'll have your contact information also. Perfect. Going along. Sounds great. All right. So. You know, to me, what makes a good linebacker is important. And and honestly, you want a linebacker that you don't want to have to coach too much. You know, you got your program linebackers down here. They're your developmental guys. Uh, you put them in to close out games. They probably need a year or two to develop. You know, these guys just don't see it right off the bat. But as you pull them up through your program, your you know, your freshman level, your, your JV level, they get better and better and better, and they're going to be able to play. Uh, some games for you, close out some games. They're going to be able to, you know, you can always put them on the scout team, do an excellent job for you. You've got to have these guys. I mean, they're, excuse me, they're the workhorses. Then you got your good ones. You know, these, these guys, they're going to be where they need to be. 
Um, they're going to they're gonna be on time during the plays. Uh, they're going to spill when they need to spill. They're going to hard jar when they need to hard jar. They're going to they're gonna do everything right. Um, but they're not always going to make that spectacular play where, where they kind of screwed up and they had to make it up. Uh, these are good Mike linebackers get you lined up. Uh, like I said, they're going to spill everything that you need spilled or, or hard jar. They're going to be in their passing zone when they need to be in their passing zone. They're just not going to make that fantastic wild play. And then you got your great ones. And, and these just got instinct. And, and these guys, you, you need to find at least one of those every year. Uh, you don't have to overteach them. All you got to do is teach them how to line up. And they basically will find the ball and they'll hit the ball. I call them seat ball, hit ball guys. And um, th- those guys, they, they, they might go the wrong way at the beginning of the play, but for some odd reason they're on the play. I like to put those guys at the wheel linebacker and cover them up with a three technique or a four eye or something like that. Um, but that that's kind of how I, I look at the, the attributes of a linebacker. You know, everybody's like, well, you, you know, what, what are you looking for? Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for one to get me lined up and one to do some extraordinary things. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I can teach them how to play the game of linebacker. The ones that have it naturally instinctive, those are the ones that you just you get them lined up and let them go, and, and you got to have at least one of those out of the two inside linebackers. That's what we're going to be talking about is inside linebacker play. What I like to talk and teach a lot about with these linebackers is eye progressions and mind progressions, seeing where their eyes go, where their eyes travel during the play, okay? And then as their eyes are traveling during the play, where, where is their mind taking them? You know, what are they thinking? What are they, what are they getting ready for? What are they anticipating? Um, it, it really seems like, man, that's the same thing, coach, but really it isn't because if they're tracking, their eyes are not tracking the right areas or the right keys, they're never going to be right. Um, and if their mind's not, it, it's not uh, in order what they need to do next, then they're going to get stuck there too. So we, we, we talk a lot about mind progressions and eye progressions at the beginning um, with those, you know, those program linebackers and those good ones. Um, the ones that are just instinctive, man, I just line those suckers. Again, I just, I just talk at the end of the season and give them the, the, the uh, MVP award. Um, but eye progressions, uh, you know, what steps do my eyes travel during play? Give me an example, like a counter. I'm going to, I'm going to read the triangle. I'm going to read from the guard, the near guard to the near back to the quarterback mesh. That's my, that's my triangle. Uh, when, when we get older, junior, senior, I try to get them to look from the, uh, the guard, the near guard, to the mesh, whatever it may be, whether it's a zone read mesh or a, a pistol mesh or, a, you know, a, a play action mesh, to the other guard, the, the other side guard. And that, that's the triangle I try to read with my older guys. Younger guys, they're just going to read the guard to the mesh and go from there. But if I'm looking at a counter and my eyes need to progress through this, they need to go uh, as the offensive guard on my side blocks down, my eyes go through the trap line, which is that area right behind the uh, center where I can see another puller coming, okay? And I'm looking for a puller coming back. When that puller starts to come back, my eyes go from that trap line to that puller coming back at me. Then my eyes got to travel down to the tackle or the guard to see where he's blocking and see where I can fit. Um, that's, a, 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 that's tracking with the eyes. My mind has to go through some steps, though. Like I said, if we're, we're playing a zone here, okay? If our offensive guard, that's my key, and he zones, and, and he zones to me, I'm going to start my rock, which is my footwork towards the zone, and then I'm going to start my roll, and I need to know that. What do I do? Okay, I rock and I roll, okay? 
So I'm going to start towards the zone and then I'm going to rock against the zone and I'm thinking vertical dive. Where do I need to fit? I need to find the dive. I need to get vertical to it. If my key, uh, if I'm keying the OG and he zones away, now I think rock and roll again, right? And now I'm going vertical to quarterback. So it's kind of your, your responsibilities versus where your eyes travel. And, and you young coaches out there, if you would sit down and just go through every play, whatever position, it doesn't matter. And go through these two things, where your eyes are supposed to look, number one, and then what you're supposed to do with it once you see what you see. Those two things, it's going to teach you defense, uh, but then you can really break down and find out where your kid's going wrong. Is he playing little league ball and keeping his eyes in the backfield all the time? Or, uh, you know, is his eyes tracking, but his body, you know, his mind's not thinking fast enough on what to do next. And then you can, you can, prescribe whatever type drills you need to help him on whichever side. Okay. And we'll talk about some of those drills here in a minute. Really quick while we're on that, talking about those two different progressions. Um, So I'm just assuming I'm going to ask probably some really dumb questions tonight because I've never coached inside linebackers before, but is it the eye progression? Like that's, that's what comes first, right? Like it's the eye then then progresses to the mind progression. So my eyes are going to tell, tell me what to do. And my footwork is going to be predicated upon right. what my key is doing. My, my fit. Yeah. My fit goes off of what I just saw, but you got to be able to see it first, in my opinion. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of kids you throw in there, especially the young ones, they're going to watch the ball all over the place. And they never saw what that guard done. They never saw what the trap line looked like. They never saw the zone. They never saw. And that comes from the mirrors where you ask them, what'd you look at? Well, I don't know. I didn't see. Or when they started putting all the, the, the jet motions in and they were watching jet motion when all the play was going on underneath them. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of where we got to that. And then of course it's real easy to check. You just go on the offensive side, you kneel down and you watch his eyes and you can tell whether he's, he's the foul ups at the eyes or the foul ups at the thought process and the responsibility that you're supposed to take care of. So. um, uh, Yeah. And I, and I think one of the things is that, that, the D line coaching D line and coaching linebackers has in common is the issue of being able to teach those things. Like what my, what my key is doing efficiently. You know, a lot of times we're standing back behind our guys and we're, 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 we're finger painting, right? Like to the scout offensive line and telling them where to go. And so my, I guess my question would be, how do you get all those, all those things taught in an efficient way? You know, again, well, you're a six, a school where you got a bunch of bodies in Mm -hmm. your group. How do you get that stuff taught, those progressions taught? When we get into the drills, I'll show you our triangle drill, which is where I can find, uh, where I can track both eyes and teach responsibilities. And then a lot of it is uh, we like doing a scheme drill. Uh, We call it fit drill, where we just take the D-line and the linebackers, and that week's fits, we're just walking through them, basically. And then as the the week progresses, we we progress to – to going 75%, it's really just a good fit drill for the kids. And that takes them through a slower paced um, mind progression. Okay. The, 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 the triangle drill is for the eye progression. The, the uh, fit drill is more for the mind progressions. We, I've got a couple of those drills on here. I don't have the, the fit progression, but it's basically inside slow down. Okay. But, uh, we're gonna, well, yeah. We're going to talk about our daily must. We're going to talk about zone counterfeits, power read fits, dart fits. I don't have a lot of those. Uh, some pass drop stuff, favorite um, blitzes, basically uh, zone read blitzes, uh, and then um, I'm sorry, fire zone blitzes, and then just this little stunt I came up came out with and worked pretty good that I liked. So I wanted to show you guys. 
And well, at the end, we'll bring in, bring it home with some culture building, some network interviewing, and, and some books to read. And I'll, I'll explain that when we get down to the end. Okay. So anytime you got a question, just stop and ask me because I, I work better that way. Okay. Coach. All right. Daily must, you know, basically we, we've got to work our footwork until it's habit. Once it's habit, then we can stop working footwork. Uh, tracking. Uh, just a great drill on, on learning how to speed up and, and slow down and speed up, slow down as you're trying to track an outside zone or an inside zone. Uh, looking at inside zone, outside zone footwork, a hat and hands, rip and run. We'll talk about those quickly. And, and I'm not going to show you anything that's like outstanding ass drills. They're, this is bread and butter stuff, man. This is stuff you probably learned in junior high, yet I still do it and I think it still works. Uh, stationary cut drill, uh, working some sled movement. Uh, and then goal line tackling, which is pretty much the only tackling drill I do. And then the prescribed fixes would be things that we do uh, when I see some issues. You know, if I see some issues in the daily must, then maybe we'll come over here and do a couple of these little prescribed fixes under the cage when they're too high. Uh, a mirror drill to kind of keep them understanding how to stay in front. Um, activate your feet is just hitting and, and running your feet on contact. A leverage drill, a bag cut drill, just some, some different uh, – uh, block shedding drills and then uh, a different uh, tackling drill. For the most part, these musts are going to get done and they're going to get done inside of about seven, eight minutes at the beginning of practice. Uh, I think in, in practice, I learned this from Jim Rackley. Um, you want to, uh, I'll let this roll and we'll talk about it as, as it's rolling. These are just our key steps. But I learned by Jim Rackley, the first 20 minutes of practice need to be hellacious. They need to be full speed. And you need to be uh, getting them breathing as hard as you can. Then you slow down and teach the day's concepts and go from there. These are just our key steps. And all we're doing is trying to slow them down at pre-snap. Trying to slow them down at pre-snap. Some people will just pop their feet uh, like a safety. I like to move our feet right here. Keeps them hot, keeps them moving. And it goes with our rock and roll step that we'll teach when we get to the um, get to the um, plays. Um, Again, on those on these read steps right here, uh, this is a pass drop right here. Also slows you down on draw, so you don't get caught by the draw as much. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna go back and forth. You see here, uh, this linebacker here, he bench pressed a, a 185 pounds. He's big time, and this one right here bench pressed about uh, about 190. Um, this one right here is going to be a dude one day. He's just like a little pup right now. Uh, but these are my underclassmen linemen. Uh, they do a, they, they do a great job, but these are, um, this probably is going to be the cat that goes. And these guys are probably program guys. Good ones. This guy's going to get us lined up, never screw us up, getting, uh, getting us lined up. This guy's going to be able to go. This is tracking drill. Basically when he pops his feet, he's going to pop his feet and we're just going to stay, uh, right behind him. Again, this is not, it's not rocket science here. These are just drills that I've, I've found in the last seven, eight years that really, really work. Staying away from our crossover, trying to attack and get downhill as much as we can, as fast as we can. Uh, we're trying to eat up that cushion. This is my pass drop drills. We're just going to work to that inside hip. That was a hitch. Boom. Then I turn a, a deeper one here. We're going to go lateral, and then we're going to go for depth. So this is a 10-yard hook. The first one was a five-yard hitch, Then it's a 10-yard hook. I like to, when we get pads on, I like to get my hands on him and, and give him a good uh, shove with my hands. And keep him on my in, my outside hip and stay on his inside. The next one is a pivot. You're going to see this drill later on in, in some cut-ups where our linebacker pivots underneath and, and picks off the ball early in the season. That little pivot right there, 
You don't have to cover that guy man-to-man, but I need you to get underneath them and make that quarterback throw above. Uh, again, seven minutes. Literally, they get one rep of this, one rep of the he, – he'll get a rep of the hitch, a rep of the 10-yard hook, and a rep of the pivot, and we're done. We're going on to the next. Now, we'll do that Monday. We'll do that Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll just do ball drills, uh, work on our hands. Uh, but that's twice a week that they're getting those looks. Uh, this is our hat and hands, just three, and then finish and give them a way to exit. Uh, looking to stay, uh, you know, under the pads. Uh, like like you guys got to keep the pads down, man. Low man wins from Little League to the NFL, the way I see it. Um, again, I used, to, I used to teach a lot of rip. I used to teach a lot of rip. In fact, that's all I taught because that's all Rutledge had taught me. And, uh, but I was a five foot nine inside linebacker that weighed 165 pounds. I really couldn't run up to these big guys and put my hands in them like that and think I was going to survive. Uh, but I've learned that kids have gotten stronger these days. And, uh, these guys, you know, I teach all, that's all I teach is hat and hands. And I learned that from a, an assistant coach I had when I went to, um, when I went to, uh, Sam Marcus at a linebacker that played at A&M and that's all he taught was hat and hands. And those little guys in Sam Marcus took the, so I started teaching it that way from then on out. And that was 17 years deep in my career, and I finally changed it. But you'll see here we're just working across the face, skating, boom, and getting across and trying to stack him as fast as we can. Um, again, nothing, nothing, nothing major about these drills. Uh, the intensity level that you play them at and the, the speed of it to get the, you know, the lungs underneath you is important. Uh, we'll do these all off season. Uh, we don't have to have pads on. Of course, it works better with pads. I don't work shields or anything like that because your hands got to get used to that stuff. Plus, it just pansifies football. And I'm tired of making football pansy-ass, pansy ass, man. All right, here's my um, – this is our uh, triangle drill. Usually, there's a guy right here, another guy right here, but I didn't have enough linebackers in the offseason. And what they're doing right here is what I'm checking their eyes. If I wasn't videoing, I'd be sitting back here. Uh, or back here. here uh, so imagine there's a center right here, and these guys are zoning this way, all right? We're going to key step here and rock and roll. That's our rock. Here's our roll, and we're going to go vertical to QB, or I'm sorry, dive right here. So imagine this right here. You got zone read. He's coming out here. Here's the cue right here. Here's the dive coming out somewhere. He's going to rock roll and go find the dive and he's going to go vertical to the dive he doesn't want to stop in this line play he wants to go through the line this is his own away so i'm going to rock then i'm going to roll and i'm going to go vertical to quarterback okay and when we get to the film i'll show you why we're going why i switched it to vertical to quarterback i used to just say rock and roll rock and roll find dive rock and roll find quarterback then i started using vertical dive because what was happening was these guys were going they were rocking they're doing a great job and then they would stop right here and the center would be able to get off zone, get off his block and block him. And they just push him out of the way. So I had to stop saying that and start getting him to go vertical all the way through there into the backfield. And just vertical back, it clicked in their, in their mind progression. Okay. If what I'm checking an eye for, go ahead. What are you telling them once they get to the line of scrimmage? How are they like specifically attacking the line of scrimmage? Do they, do they keep their hips square? Are they turning? You know, how, that, that, yeah, they, I tell them you're, you're the running back. Go through the hole like a running back would. Okay. So they, however they want to, I don't care. Uh, pad level is important because if they don't, they're going to get pushed by by somebody. Right. Like if they, if this center was right here and he was doing this, and then we're playing a, a, a three four, this nose should be pushing the center this way and coming down the hill line. 
So he's going to fit right there. And if he doesn't fit tight off that nose's tail, let's say the nose is walking, running right here. He's got to fit tight off that nose's tail. This guy's going to get him zoned. So get vertical. You're, you're probably going to travel square through the, through the line of scrimmage and get ready to hat and hands or rip this guy that's coming off on you right here. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, this guy's going to step this way. That nose is going to rip and run. He's going to go that way. You're going to fit here. You can't let that guy get you. Whatever, by whatever means necessary, you get through there. Same thing over here. So this would be, let's say that's the tackle right there. Okay. He's going to zone. I'm going to rock and roll. You got to negotiate this guy. Am I coming on the outside of him or the inside of him, depending on how he's come off or who he's blocking? If this is the three, uh, the four eye side, okay, you got a four eye right here. He's going to go zone. He should stay on this four eye. He better stay on that four eye. And now this linebacker can rock and roll off that edge. We got an outside linebacker squeezing from outside. And when we get to that film, I'll kind of get through that a little bit more. And you, you see it a little bit better when we film. But the, the, this is our rock and roll. Again, they're going to run through the line of scrimmage. This is zone two, zone away. Um, again, they're getting about two or three reps of this, and the next guy's up. Here's our pull. Now, I got a linebacker that I'm having trouble with eyes. I'm going to stand back here and watch. And what I'm looking for is when that guy down blocks, his eyes should go from that down block to right in here where the center is and see that pull. And his eyes should transfer from here to here and his body should take over and start that direction also okay that's what we're looking for right there when it comes to eyes when this guy stands up and pulls his eyes need to go find what this guy's doing is he sticking on the nose or is he coming up to me or what is this tackle doing is he staying down low or is he coming off high and those things will help you get through those blocks if it's just a straight up 1952 trap he should stay down here and he should end up right here. If it's a counter, all right, and we got this guy coming, he's going to stay on that nose, and he's going to come up. And what you've got to learn is, is he high or is he low? And if he's high, boom, you can sometimes skate him underneath, okay? If he's low, you got to come over the top every time with this linebacker right here. So those are just some things to teach those guys. And you can learn that by standing back here and seeing what he's looking at. Because a lot of them, okay, coach, I watched that guard all the way. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. You did. But this guy smacked you right in the face and knocked you down right here. And you couldn't get up. You know? So that's why I'm always looking for that eye progression. I try to get, get them out of the little league ball. I call it little league. There's a counter. Um, the counter going on. No, this is our pass drop. This goes back to our key steps. Again, this progression. Daily must. This should be a progression. You notice their, their footwork. They're kind of kind of dropping their feet right there and, and and what i tell them is at the beginning i'll tell them say it out loud draw draw then we drop and that saves you on a lot of sprint draws it saves you on a regular draw it saves you on a cue draw uh just that two those two little hesitation steps right there really help this is our goal line tackling this is our main tackling drill that we do um you know linebackers more times than not they're gonna make tackling they're, they're gonna uh, tackle in, in 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 some tight quarters so you got, you know, defensive linemen doubled up or whatnot on each side of you, and you got to on one side. We try to keep these guys. Of course, in this drill right here, you can barely see the lines right there. There's another line right there. Uh, uh, this is in the middle of five yards. So this guy's got to touch the bag and then go one way or the other. 
And if you don't touch the bag, it's going to make it hard on this guy. And what I'm looking for is him not to cross over. I want to see him shuffle, shuffle, and then accelerate. Uh, I don't want him to, to just take off crossing over. Uh, these guys right here, these are the two starters. You see right here, that little, uh, that little kind of like y'all's uh, D Lyman's power step, same thing. He's got a little power step. Good. This guy right here, he's uh, 188 pounds, five foot nine, 10. He's going to go play ball at uh, Mary Harden Baylor. This one right here was uh, all area. I'm sorry, all district, and he didn't. He, he just going to go to A and M and become a sports uh, marshal or something like that. Awesome kids though. But this kid right here probably ran a four nine. This one right here probably ran a four six. This was the uh, the wheel linebacker who could go. This was my program kid that could get us lined up. And we just do this again. They're going to get one, maybe two shots of this, and then we're gone. We're on to the next. I'm trying to get, you know, no, you, you can't say get your head across anymore. You just can't say that uh, just because of the tackling the way it is. What right. I teach them to get your chest in front, all right, get your big stuff. I tell them get your big stuff in front. And the other thing is get your hips in front of them. If you get your hips in front, then he can't spin from you. You're able to go both ways. Uh, you see they slide off to the back, and that I'm fine with this. This is just – this is uh, out of his tackling. It's fine. It's right here. You know, inside, you know, near foot, stepping to uh, near shoulder. Uh, they do a good job with it. Uh, but I don't sit there and tell them. Uh, the, only time I, the only time I'll coach them up on where their head is is when it's in the wrong spot. Right. If they naturally hit like this, I don't, I don't mess with them. I just, I just keep, keep giving them, uh, you know, some, some more tips on it. But I, I, I don't want to mess with them too much. But you'll see most of these guys slide their head to the back. This one right here. This is a program kid. He's real literal. Uh, he's going to be where he needs to be on time. He's going to be Mike linebacker next year. He's also a two-sport guy. He's a wrestler right now, doing a great job. But you can see he's trying to get his chest in front of him, you know, and it, and it deals for that. Now you got that head collision right there that we're trying to keep him out of, you know. So you just got to keep on coaching that stuff and, and make the game safer. Here's our sled drills. Again, guys, this is all stuff I am doing the first 15 minutes of practice. And it takes me literally that these sled drills here that we do. Uh, if I take eight minutes on them, I took too long. They're going to hit it one way down and one way back, and we are going. This is a forearm sh uh, shiver, uh, forearm lift. Uh, we're sliding on this one. We're not backing up. Uh, I'm using this one just for uh, guts, uh, also conditioning. Uh, we ain't going to slow down too much for them. They're going to they're going to get conditioned. Uh, the second guy leaves when he hits the third one, and we, what we're trying to do is time it. And what I tell them is we're trying to move this sled as a team, as a bunch of linebackers. We're going to try to move this sled as far as we can. So the first day we do these, they might move it four feet because it's a heavy sled, right? And the second, third week, man, we're moving it 20 feet, 30 feet down the road. And now they feel like they're accomplishing something. This is, a, um, this is what a, I call this one a forearm shoulder lift. Uh, we're backing up, taking on the ISO, basically. You know, this is when you got to go through alignment. You got to go through somebody big. And you see they, they're trying to time it and try to get this sucker uh, moved together. The other thing that I love about this sled, um, I've never had this sled. You see it right there. Let me rewind it. Right there. All right. So this kid right here, this kid is going to be one of those. Uh, he's also a wrestler. He's going to be a line him up and he just instinctive kid. He's going to be a small linebacker. He's going to be one of the toughest ones I got for this simple reason right here. When he hits this thing, he hits it low. And if you'll watch it, it'll slide back. 
And when it hits the back, that's when it'll raise up. It'll uh, unleash, uh, it'll unlatch and raise up. And that's what I'm looking for on this particular set. I'm looking for it to slide back and then raise up because then I know he's hitting low enough. And uh, we're trying to rip with our forearm and clean with our right, our off arm. So they're ripping with their left arm right now and they're cleaning with their right arm uh, to get them off of them. Again, we are going as fast as we can on this because I want their tongues dragging. Uh, prescribed, activate your feet. We talked about that. Let's say we're having trouble, um, you know, with uh, yak yards. You know, they're, they're running after contact. Well, I go to this and we just run our feet off contact and I make them put that whistle down, uh, put that uh, pad down when I blow the whistle. So as soon as uh, the first whistle, they're going to contact, run their feet, and the second whistle, they're going to get it down on the ground. This really helps on contact. Uh, to get those feet moving, boom, boom, boom. And then also teaches them how to finish. I tell them, bury them through the blades of grass. I want I want you to run their carcass through the blades of grass. And that really gets them finishing on top because that's, that's what they're trying to do. And uh, we, we, again, we're just running through these. Th this is a prescribed drill, so you won't do this one every day. Uh, I'll probably do it once a week, uh, only if I see that our guys are having some trouble running feet. Okay, so going back, we talked about the, the triangle drill. Now we're talking about the zone fit off that triangle drill. So again, a progression. We've taught hat and hands that you're going to need to defend the zone. We've, we've ta taught a forearm shoulder lift in case you got to deal with the big guy. Um, we have taught um, rock and roll on our, on our uh, triangle reads, and now we're going to put it to, together on a play, okay? Uh, so we're going to read the offensive guard to the backfield. That's the way I like to start it. Uh, we're going to rock and roll, which means we're fallback linebackers. Some of you guys may know it like that. Uh, we're going to key step the zone and then cross the face of the offensive lineman. So we, we, we are uh, – offensive lineman is like a big old dump truck, okay, big old semi. They can't – they don't have power steering. Linebackers should have some power steering. We should be able to cross that face because we're quicker than them, period, the end. If we're not quicker than them, then maybe that linebacker probably needs to be a D lineman. A pro, you know, we, we get an athlete on another athlete on the quarterback in zone read. So if you're uh, if you've got a a um, stud duck quarterbacks in your league in your district, and you need two guys on them, this is the way to get two guys on them. Uh, this was kind of developed you know, back in the Judson days, where Glenn Mangold, who's the head coach at, at uh, uh, New Braunfels right now, me and him would go after it when when Vince Young was doing all the zone read stuff. We had to learn it, and we learned it in spring ball going against each other, uh, you know, varsity offense versus varsity defense. And that's how Cal, we got to this rock and roll stuff. Uh, Con, you get him blocked out by the offensive lineman, and I'll kind of see that in the video. And then, uh, again, the, the, the kid's not seeing a lock block, which is basically where they're just going to block back and open a hole where the, the, the back can cut back. And, again, the program kids, sometimes it's hard for, uh, but the outside linebackers and the, and the studs that are, instinctive they can always see it um coaching tips it all starts with a good rock and roll step you got to set up that offensive lineman you got to use your hat and hands and then the backside is vertical quarterback and to the zone your vertical dive again we talked about those those words that lingo um, already so let's look at this play i got a couple plays here not a lot what we learned was not very many people ran uh ran zone on us so and i think they didn't run a lot of zone on us because you know, we did play it in this fashion. So this quarterback right here, he could run. He was fleet of foot. And, and this is our base way of doing it. It's our fundamental way of doing it. I don't like switching back between pressing linebackers in the gap and rocking and rolling them because I don't think in a week you can 
get the muscle memory to do it that way. Will I adjust it in the game sometimes if needed for a quarter? Yeah, I'll try. But, you know, kids are pretty locked in muscle memory-wise to doing what your fundamental way is. So what you need to do as a good coach is in the offseason, you really need to look at what your, your, your fundamental ways of playing things are going to be and teach to that because 90%, 95% of the time probably, that's the way it's going to play out in the game. Um, right here, we got a zone. We got a zone to us here. Boom, you can see it's coming this way down to the bottom. Everybody's zoning off. Uh, it looks like this guy's trying to lock our four-eye right here. This is our five. This is our nine. This is our nose. So he's going to set up, and he's going to rock. He's going to rock, and then he's going to go searching for dive, all right? And he's going to go searching for quarterback, okay? Vertical to dive, vertical to quarterback is the way it should play out here. Let's see what happens. Boom. All right. So they're messed up here. Boom, he's coming off. You see this lineman's coming up to get him. Remember, we we're going to rock him. So his aiming point is this way, and then we're going to roll him. Okay, and he shouldn't be able – there he goes. Shouldn't be able to beat him, and he can't right there like that. This one got a little bit – this one is a little bit better because this – it looks like we're head up out here, maybe even outside. So he didn't get any wood put on him. He didn't get flattened to step. So he ends up getting on this backside linebacker right here, okay? But you see there, that guy has no power steering. Boom, we're in the hole making the tackle. Now, this is where it gets a little tough. You see this guy's getting pushed around a little bit. That's where it's a little bit tough for a guy. That's why we put the term vertical to quarterback, vertical to dive, because if, if I just said, go get, you got Q, he would stop right there, and he would think he's blocked, and he would try to take the Q from, what, two, three yards deep. But if I say vertical, you'll see he's going to keep on pushing through there. Okay? And he's going to keep pushing, and yeah. He's got this cue right here, and in my, in my eyes, he's still in position. If that cue pulled that ball, he'd be right here, and he'd be right here. This is why we like playing the rock and roll linebacker, fallback linebacker. We like playing it because it's two people, all right, on the cue. He's got the inside shoulder. He's got the outside shoulder. If they have some type of option coming on, he would take cue by himself. He would slow play and get out to the pitch, Okay. So this is why the number one reason we like playing um, rock and roll linebackers. Yeah. Talking about your front side linebacker there, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I would I think you would say that you know you like that he's keeping some depth uh, instead of just flying in there, uh, right. kind of him, inviting that lineman upfield so that he can rip underneath them. Without, right? without doubt, and what I do with these two guys, they were so smart. Uh, Coach Ricker, who was the DC before I got to. Um, uh, Johnson, he was uh, Coach Ritterman's DC. He he had these two, and he did a great job of coaching. In fact, Coach Ritterman's all his coaches, and we kept most of them, but they did such a great job of coaching these kids. I mean, we taught them scheme, but their skill level was so high and their intelligence level was so high. I would let these guys line up wherever they wanted to uh, within this box area. You know, sometimes he we, we like the Mike Linebarrow backer up at a different level but sometimes he would line up over here sometimes he'd line up over here. so this guy just doesn't have one angle all the time he's got to think about where he's at you know and especially if we were blitzing we'll blitz from half we'll blitz from back here we blitz from coming over here you know we were able to move those kids around because they understood scheme, and that made that guy's job much harder because it wasn't just a, a standing blocking dummy like they see in practice all the time. so yeah definitely change it up give a little you know the best, the best, in my opinion, the best block shedding is not getting touched. Uh, if you can run around them and, and I mean, just 
I mean, I don't know which football says go through the block, but if I can get around him, I'm getting around his ass. Very at the end. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so we changed some gap responsibility here. They did some scanning. We ended up calling a, a little stunt right here. You see everybody looks up. Again, smart defense. Made a little a little change up here and there. I don't even remember what the change up was, to tell you the truth. Um, but you got to have that ability. There it is right there. All right, so what we did here is we took him, who's normally playing in here, we took him and slammed him in that A gap and brought him outside. So we just a little gap exchange. Um, boom, you see that right there? He still has the outside, okay? Now he's going to fit and he's going to hat and hands him because he was good at it. So he'll end up going two-way go right there, all right? And he's getting over here and pressing. They forgot to block this guy, so that really helps a lot. Now he might get slammed, but hey, two-on-one, somebody's winning, and it's this guy right here. Okay, I'm getting, excuse me, a two-on-one. There's something that's happening here. Now, go back to two people on the queue. Here's why we like it. Boom, you see our outside linebacker squeezes it down. He does a good job of playing hat and hands, and boom, we're on the play. Again, we got two on the queue, and the queue is the one that hurt us. So um, just a simple little change up, just a simple quick call, uh, and that was it. And those linebackers knew where to be, when to be, how to be. Outside linebacker did a good job of chasing him back inside to where the pit bulls are. I tell them these 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 D linemen are the bulldogs. All right, these are the pit bulls and these are the greyhounds back here. Which kind of dog are you going to be? You don't want poodles, little chihuahuas, them little chirpers. Yeah, uh, time I know that I know that rock and rolling is part of that visual progression, right? Like that visual slash, and then it goes into your mind progression. But is there if you're if you're seeing um, you know that week a lot of a lot of stretch or maybe a lot of jet or things like that. Is there ever a situation or, or a time during the week where you're saying, Hey guys, we're not going to rock and roll this week because of that. I'm going to play the outside. I call it wide, anything outside the tackles, outside the hashes. I'm going to yeah. play with the outside linebackers and the uh, safeties. Okay. So I'm going to keep them in the box as long as we can, knowing that if it's not a zone read mesh, they're going to turn and run this week. They'll run the sweep. They'll run the wide. But if we mesh, if we mesh down there and there's a zone read mesh, the 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 back's shoulder pads are face downhill versus face towards the sideline, zone read mesh, we're going to play zone read. Yeah. If it's a wide mesh where his shoulder pads are face towards the sideline, they may get out of there a little bit quicker and not rock and roll as much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That takes a lot of uh, – they got to be pretty instinctive to do it that way. You see here, right here. There it is right here, exactly what you're asking to you, Drew. So this is a zone read mesh, but look at uh, – technically a zone read mesh, and we need somebody on that quarterback. But look at his shoulder pads. They're facing the sideline. Paul's going outside. He knows not to take off. He's going to stay slow right here. He's going to close off anything backside. And now these guys are free to run. They're free to run now because of the mesh. Now, if – there was another back right here, you know, let's say the back was right here and he meshed and he was just doing jet motion. There was no mesh with this guy. I'm going to play the zone read underneath. Yeah. You know? yeah. If there's a zone read mesh, we're going to play the zone read period. But you see here, going back to the tracking drill that we, we, we talked. Uh, here it is. 36 is tracking. Speeds up, slows down, speeds up, slows down, accelerates to the ball. 
that's why I've I've kind of gotten to the daily must have been just these certain footwork drills because they work and you can see them on film. You can see them on film. That was a play. That was a drill, uh, probably the second drill of the first day. And we ran it dang near every day except for Wednesdays. And uh, it pays off. And you could see You could see that that tracking. You can see that all the way down to the freshman level. Those kids doing that tracking. It's uh, a good, good look from back in there. Now, the difference between zone read and inside zone at Johnson High School is a zone read, they're all going to zone. They're going to combo up. They're going to zone. Uh, they're going to come off their blocks and move up to the linebackers. If it's a what we call a true inside zone, they're going to double and stay on those linemen. They're going to block the linemen and stay doubled on them. And when that happens, you've got to clean the inside of your gap out. And uh, see, we got doubles right there. We got doubles right there. He's going to clean the inside of the gap. You notice the gap is this wide. He's going to stay right here on the inside of the gap. Why? Because this guy is going to end up helping him by folding inside if this hat stays buried like it is. And they blocked out right here, and they blocked out right here. So he's going to come. Here's the gap right here. He's going to take out the inside of the gap. Again, same concept. There's a safety probably in this box somewhere that's going to come in and help us here. Okay? So inside zone, we're going to attack our gap when we get threat. That ball going downhill like that, both gaps are, you don't know which way he's coming out. So they're going to attack the inside of their gap. Here they come, and boom. Now, coach, what happens if this guy comes off like he's supposed to? Okay, cool. Hat and hands. That's why we're going to attack the inside of the gap. So you can end up right there like that on him. Well, they didn't come off. We made the play. Good day for the Johnson Jaguars. Yeah, to, to give the D lineman a throw him a bone. He does a great job of occupying that double team there to make it difficult for right. him to come off. Yeah. What's y'all's what's y'all's favorite technique on double team play? Let me go back to this. If if man, I, I've tried I've tried it all because I've I've had all different types of linemen. Linemen. We were in Kerrville, uh, you know, had a lot of a lot of shorter uh Hispanic kids that, that yeah, linebackers. Yeah, exactly. I remember playing you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so we would do different things and, and kind of the little nursery rhyme that I would use a lot was push, pull, sit on a stool. Uh-huh. And, and so basically, you know, we talk about um, pressure key and your, your postman, your pressure key and things like that. Right. We're going we're mm-hmm. to turn that hip into that pressure key once we feel pressure and right. we try our best to get our hat in a crack and split it. Um, gotcha. I, I do not want er, ever to pull down and, ca- and cause a pile. I think that's give up football and, yeah, and all of a sudden we start falling down like little faint goats or something. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of the um, the how we, how I would teach it. Well, here's a I would love to have three guys get do this all day long, but we never have three guys like that can do it all day long. Yeah. yeah. So what I I like getting down, and I learned that from Pete Gibbons over at Judson for years. We would play with 180, 190, 210 pounds. Yeah. We had a two hundred. We had a two hundred. 10-pound defensive lineman, that was big. Yeah. So we would hit the ground, grab these ankles like that. Back in the Judson day, we would have our head right here, and we'd be grabbing this ankle and that ankle. Okay? And we taught that towards the end of the season because we started getting beat up, playing a few more guys. So we started getting down. And what we found was they would stay on the double team. And if I got a double team, that means these guys are free just like they are right now. Right, right. Now, what we also found was – 
you're playing with a 190 pound, 200, 210 pound lineman. They're pretty quick, right? If yeah. that dude, yeah, let's say we got down like this, we grabbed this ankle, this guy comes off right here. He's nine times out of 10 that that cat could get back up and make yeah. a play. And that's yeah. what we found. So that's what we try to teach, get down, grab, demand the double team and go from there. Well, that's um, even different from, you know, and, and I guess what I was talking about is like when, when you basically oh, you hit your belly. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, well, either that or where you just pull those guys on top of you. And because and yeah. I did, I did try that. And what, what would happen was is those guys would just, first of all, they, they, they'd pop up and then, Oh, first sign of, of trouble. They're, they're just falling back and kind of, right, kind of right. giving up. That's, that's yeah. different going at no. those angles because they are causing a pile. We, we found that we were so quick that we could feel that we could feel both of those, some those suckers coming at us yeah. and be able to get down and pop actually back up in between them Yeah, and just help. It just, it, it helped tremendously. I yeah. saw so many plays be made with that technique. Again, changing gaps on here. Uh, same thing. So now what we did was we're in an Indian front. Uh, so I've got some tight two eyes. Uh, in fact, they're pretty much shades. They're not even two eyes. They're shades. And we got fives right here. Just change up the gap a little bit. Um, you notice that I, I got a little, my little outside linebacker is playing yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah, it's like not it. what we like, but you know what? He, he bit down on his mouthpiece and he got it done. <laughs> um, you know, again, but, but we just changed up the gaps for the running back and it makes it tough on him. And now. Again, we 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 rock this sucker in here. Linebackers were able to come outside, and here we go. And a lot of the see where that back comes out. See how the back ended up going back door. That's another reason that we went to the rock and roll linebackers. Let me draw this up real quick. Okay, so where you have problem, where you have problem when you're playing three, four, anything, when they go zone here, right? Everything's fine and everything's on time, okay? When that back comes out right there, that's fine, yeah. okay? But when the back comes out here and the quarterback comes out here and you're pressing gaps, now you're down a guy. Now your safety has to come up and play one of those two because your outside linebacker is going to be on. He can only handle one. That's the other reason we came. One, we wanted to stop the quarterbacks because they were Vince Young-like back in the day. And two, when they both came out back door, you don't have the number. And numbers are numbers. Uh, they don't lie. If you don't have the right numbers over here as to over here, and you are a man down, you're going to get beat. I don't care what defense you play. Right. You're going to get beat. So it's it just – it was it was a numbers game for us. And it's also – I'm sure it, it helps you against split zone. Uh, you know, when you get into two yep. back stuff, that, that right that, you know, when they start locking it, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. So we just took this right here, he came outside, and then we were off to the races again. You get that outside linebacker to help that outside linebacker. They're the good ones, man. They 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 will keep them things corralled. See, here, this guy should be blocking him, but he doesn't. Like, we're just playing a simple cover three under behind this. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're trying to run some little RPO game out there, but it didn't didn't develop. Thank God. I don't even know if this linebacker's going. I think he just rock and rolls and keeps going vertical. Looks like he's on a stunt, but he's not. Yeah, he's not on a stunt. Let's see here. Here's your divide zone you were talking about. Um, I think they're going to divide it with the, the the H back here. Let's look. This is another front. This is a a, a forty six front, a, a bear front. 
We've got threes in there. Here comes the here comes the the kick out block, right? We're going full zone this way. Kick out block here. I'm gonna set edge. Hit the reason he's getting upfield because it's a bare front and we are taking gaps. We're not reading in our bare front. We go in our bare front. But you see the rock and roll here. He comes off that edge right there where he's supposed to be, and boom, finds the back. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So again, just some some you know alignment changes. But the linebackers are all still doing the same thing, muscle memory. This goes all the way back to the triangle drill, rock and roll. And I, and I think that that translates really well into, you know, cause, because everybody today, and, and I think this is a good thing, you know, you, you base out of a 3-4, but you're going to get in a four-down look. Or, and, and, yeah. and, so, and I think always the, 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 the scare there is, well, how's that going to change up our fits? But if you're coaching it like this, uh, kind of like what you're talking about, it really, those linebackers, they probably don't even know that you're uh, in a 46 front. It, it, I mean, yeah, it, it, the, the front changes are, are minimal to their, um, their eye progression and their mind progression. Right. You know, the only thing they need to do is be on time uh, when this lineman's going down, blocking down or whatnot, you know, or, or, or the stunts. That's about all they need to know. And, you know, what, what we do, what we like to do is we like to give our, uh, our defensive line They've got an inside stunt and an up-the-field stunt. And then the five's got a, a long stick to the A-gap where it's a two-gap stunt, and that's it. And then our, our linebackers fit off with them. And uh, we'll just call it like a sentence. You know, we'll send these these guys, they'll hear their stunt first, then those linebackers will hear their stunt, and then the DBs will hear their coverage. So here, again, just simple movement. They don't know who to block right here. They're trying to do a lock zone. What I call a lock zone. Here's the zone read. They're going zone this way right here. They're all going zone this way, and they're going to lock these two right here, and they forget to drop. But then, again, gets our athlete on an athlete. Remember, we want athlete on their quarterback, and defensive ends aren't always the athletes they need to be to stop those quarterbacks. So big turnovers, a lot of fun playing defense when you're getting turnovers. Another, another gap exchange right here. My favorite stunt, just rocking, taking the nose and going against the grain and bringing the linebacker all the way to the front, the front A gap. Boom, boom. This simple little stuff, nothing. This ain't rocket science here. He looks like he's going through his A gap, which is his responsibility, and he just exchanges gaps with that nose guard. And so that nose is, he, he's just told a stunt uh, to the back? Uh, on this one, it's just a, it's a booger stunt. So he's, He's supposed to cross this guy's face and be in this A gap. That's his gap. And then and then he's gonna take his gap and be in this A gap right here. Okay. What he's taught is if the, the zone goes away, just shove him in the gap and come off his butt. Yeah. That's what he's yeah. taught. That way the, the hole's plugged up and instead of trying to fight our way across right. the face, we, right. we just we clogged the hole with the body. So right there he clogged the hole. Perfect. Yep. Boom. Now we're good to go. But just simple stuff, you know, early I think that that stunt right there and maybe the Mike linebacker stunt with five was about the only two stunts we had in this game right here. The first game of the season, actually our third game, everything in the back. We send if we send one linebacker, uh, we're probably going to play a zone or void a zone. Uh, if we're sending two linebackers, it's going to be some type of man free. Uh, three, three guys are going, we're probably going to be in a zero coverage somehow. Let's talk counterfeits. All right. Play side. You get your offensive guard down block. You look through the chap line. That's where right behind the, the, the center, see if anybody's pulling back, redirect, scrape tight, spill the second level. 
backside, okay, the, your OG pools, you got to communicate pool. Uh, then you key through the trap line and scrape to the air. That's kind of like you, you got to see where that tackle is, see if he's low or see if he's high so you understand where to where to attack him at, okay? We'll look through a couple of these. There's not a lot of them. A lot of them are H, H counters or F counters, I guess you call. All right, so we got a pull right here. Uh, I'd call this power because he's first. Anytime he's first, I call him power, but it's still the same concept. Spill, spill, fill is what we call it. Uh, he should come up and hard jar this guy right here. All right, he's going to take that down block and try to spill this guy. If he doesn't, then this linebacker is going to rock and roll, and he'll spill him. And then that back should come out right through there, and either this guy coming over the top or that safety dropping down the box is the guy that should get there. Let's see what happens here. Okay, we got a down block. He's, play, he, he's playing, a, I think it's a read technique. He does a good job right there. You see play sides getting ready to spill. He's got the hard jar, and he's just searching. Boom. Now he comes over the top. See, this guy, if he wouldn't have dipped right there, he'd have been fine. But he dips, and boom. That's, see, that's a, that's undisciplined ball right there. And he, he he first quarter, he had a rough quarter, and then after that, he straightened it out, and we, we shut these guys down after that. But if he just stays on the outside, outside arm and leg free, this play's dead. You can see where he's fitting in there. Everything's good. Let's go back to this part of the play. What really did – did us a lot of help was he got pull. He said pull. Okay, so number two right here on the bottom of the screen, this linebacker right here, our Mike linebacker, he should be communicating pull, pull, pull. And if you watch, you'll see his eyes flash over to this guy. This guy's supposed to down block is what he's supposed to do, but he ain't doing that. So more power to us. And he's looking to go underneath him or over the top of him is where he should be looking. You can see his eyes travel a little bit because you see his head rocking back and forth. And boom, he's just waiting. He's filling out the play like he's playing a piano. Boom, 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 boom. Down the field. That, that's what I like seeing out of those guys. You know, when I was in uh, San Marcos, our face masks were white. So I could really register where their eyes were going in a play. Here, the, our face masks are black or, or navy. So it's kind of hard to watch those <laughs> face masks. But here, you can see right here. Let's go. Let's see if we can do it real slow. All right. He's got the pull. Look at his eyes right here. You know, look at that face mask, basically. And let's see if we can see where he's tracking. All right. He should be looking for this guy right here. You can see he's not. He's playing little league ball. That's why he almost gets stuck inside. That's how, and, that, and that's how I learn where their eyes are. I just look at face mask. And like I said, there wasn't. What is, some of these are out of place, so. No problem. That's all good. No telling when they got shuffled. All right, so here's just a basic counter, okay? Guard and tackle pull here. We get our hard jar. Boom. Here comes a spill out of the play side linebacker. Now, we sent the backside linebacker, so we got an issue now. All right? That's uh, one, one bad thing about sending linebackers a lot. We got a little bit of issue because what we don't have is our, 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 our filler right here. But he should be coming out of the secondary somewhere, okay? Spill, spill, fill, remember? Here's the hard jar. Outside arm leg for here's the spill, and then somebody's got to come clean it up. Let's see who it is. There's the safety right there. Might have been a corner on a nub end, though. Now let's go back to uh, the sled. Remember, we were using that forearm shoulder lift where we were backing up five yards and attacking the sled? Yep. yep. This is exactly what he's using right here. Watch him come and double over this guy. Boom. Sets him right there. Yeah. Makes the play. Again, no power steering, power steering. 
that's huge. And and I think one of the kind of one of the points, one of the points. That, uh, on that sled is being able to lift it up. Um, so that he can. He's not just sacrificing one for one. That's not the goal. Right. Of no, the, it isn't. It isn't at all. We want to go through these suckers. Yeah. So I think that doing that, and that's kind of a you know uh, something that you could maybe overlook when coaching that up is getting him to lift that up so that he can't come yeah. off and make that play. No doubt. Now, see here, we, the corner is our, our field guy. They're in, in a counter play, power play, wherever they're pulling to, whether it's H-back and then the second guard or guard and tackle GT, or it's power, there's got to be somebody to hard draw, there's got to be somebody to spill, and there's got to be somebody to fill. Here's our field guy right here. And it all goes back to numbers again, making sure you have the right numbers on the right side of the ball. But I, the other thing I want you to look at, remember we talked about um, – I let these guys line up wherever they're, they, they want to line up. I give them a little leeway. He's in the middle of the yeah. formation right here. He knew he was stunning, right? So he walked out here. Well, now these guys, they don't have that, that target to aim at anymore because technically on film, he's been watching him stand there every time. You know what I mean? So just little changes like that really matter when the athlete doesn't have power steering. Coach, he's not where he was supposed to be. You're right. Nobody says I got to be there. And that's a great look at that right there. Mm-hmm. That shoulder strike. And the other part to it is the feet stay moving. Yeah. Boom. Feet, 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 feet. Runs the circle and here we go. You ever go back and watch old uh, LT film? That's how he used to get all those sacks on contact. His feet, his feet were hotter than his hands a lot of times. And he'd sink that shoulder. He'd grab the inside, you know, the up underneath the arm, and he pulled down. And when he pulled down, it catapulted him around the the, um, the lineman. That and a little bit of cocaine helped him go fast too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't prescribe that to our kids. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got a little F counter here again. Somebody's got a hard jar. 22 gets up the field a little bit too far. Um, but that's because 77 is taking so long. But watch 36 coming again. He's going to spill. And he dang near gets, he dang near gets them both. But here, you, you know, that rip isn't as good. Look how high he is right here. He's, you know, he's high. But at the end of the day, guess what he did? He took out the blocker we needed. He, he sacked butt. You know, he laid down a butt for the Southern linebacker to get through. You see, number two's. Uh, working. Uh, this goes back to that other thing we were talking about. His eyes need to see where this guy's coming from. Okay. And if that guy's high, which this guy is, see how high he went? He went underneath him. Well, he's going to go right up underneath him. He's quick enough to do it. Okay. Now, if this guy comes off super low and keeps his hand on that guy and he's like here, then he's going to go right over the top of him. Again, not being a blocking dummy for that guy because there's a lot of coaches that will say, got to go over the top you got to go over the top well he's going to waddle out there and then he's going to waddle you this way and he's going to wash a hole right there so that's why i like giving him the option now he makes a mistake one two times in the game then i'm going to probably reel him in and tell him you're going to do it this way from here on out these guys were really instinctive so i let them play as much as i could let's check his eyes right here kind of hard to see we're looking at this guy's eyes to see what he's looking at over here yeah, there you go. See, so he, he peaked him. He saw he was high, and he goes underneath. Whoop, right there. He also saw there was some trouble in the backfield. So, all right, backside trap line. We're always talking about the trap line, the trap line, the trap line. 
that's just where you're going to be able to see the, the, the puller come from. This guy right here better be communicating pull. That's number one. Okay. Two, he's getting the down block here. His eyes need to travel right through this trap line. He's going to hear pull. He's going to see pull. And that's the, com the confirmation, the affirmation that hey, I need to redirect. Because he's telling me it's pull, and my eyes are telling me it's pull because I went through the trap line looking at it, okay? And that'll get them to redirect. Sometimes they don't even have to move their feet to redirect. Boom. See that? He took it. He, he's already headed back to his side of the field. Instead of rocking and rolling, he's headed to his side of the field because, they, because he talked it, and he, he saw it, and it confirmed. Now, these outside linebackers here, anytime play is away, they're taught to build a fence. And they're taking their 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 areas here, and they're going to help where that area is. You see here, here. This is a pretty good lineman right here. By the way, he comes off. He was able to get to him right here. If he would have used his hat and hands, he probably would have been a little bit better off. But he starts to use that forearm, and he feels the ball still inside, so he's trying to come back inside. This little scat back here is about to go back outside. And you'll see here. Number two, searching through here. He knows to stay behind the ball. Stay behind the ball. Stay behind the ball. And that keeps, keeps him in a good place right there. Yeah, 64 was a good one. Of course, O'Connor always has good ones. This is just great tracking right here. That same drill that we went back to, tracking. Staying behind the ball. It's also our zone uh, tackling drill where, where, um, where we're just kind of uh, key step and key step, and then we, we trigger it on the zone. Same kind of concept here. So takes that away, makes him cut outside. Then he goes into a lot of traffic and we're able to make a play. Backside linebacker stay, but there we go. Same thing. Backside linebacker staying behind the ball. This is just this is just again good good play right here. The only thing I'd say, see how he crosses over his feet. This is game one. So we had to fix some feet because he hasn't doesn't have good muscle memory yet. You see number two hopping, big hops, those aren't good either. Then he goes straight to a crossover, gets him in trouble. He knows he's supposed to stay behind the ball on counters or any play away. Boom, he's able to redirect. Again, going back to power steering with 68. Can't get his hands on either one of them. And boom, we got a good hit. He's working over here to get that second spill. You see that? He gets the second spill. So right here, we're going to get the hard jar right here. Boom, here's this guy rolling up. We get the play side. Boom on that spill, and then he's working over the top. Uh, it kind of works out perfectly. Boom, boom, boom. I sure wish I got these two these two linebackers back. It would be awesome. Okay, that's a pretty look at it right there. Just good film right here. Again, look where he's standing. He's in the middle again. He's off to the side. We were, we were bringing the safety down and adding the safety to the box. See him come down right here. That's why they're roped over at that point in time. I don't like to move the linebackers too much until they get real comfortable. This was game one, but we had to have that extra safety down for that filler. Okay. We had to have, otherwise we were going to be tackling eight, 10 yards deep and we didn't want to do that. So right here at this point, right here, this is the filler. 34 is the filler. Cause we're, we pretty much know he's going to get blocked somehow, somewhere. He just was able to play, uh, you know, outside his boots, but Technically, he should hard jar, he should spill, he should fill is the way it should play out. You can see his head turns just a little bit this way to go see who's coming at him. 
and you see his head he ain't looking in the backfield he's looking at this puller going to see what's starting to come down at him see how he peeks right there that's yeah. how he knows where that guy's up and whoop. see those guys those are intermediate those are those are stud belt linebackers they ain't programmed yet. Another backside behind the ball, playing it from inside out. Maybe the swing goes outside, if I'm not mistaken. Just needs to, you know, a little bit better on the tackle. So on that tackle right there, see how his feet don't run when he makes contact? So I'm going to popsicle him next week. I'm going to do a popsicle sled, and we're going to activate our feet. And I think we did do that after this game because there was a lot of tackles like that. Again, um, probably somewhere, I don't know what exactly, what part of the game we're in. Fourth quarter. So we're backed up a little bit. Uh, I think they need to go pretty pretty long. Again, we're changing our – we're still our look is still the same. You know, what we're looking at, our triangle is still the same, but we're just changing up our, our depth now. Now we're just searching – uh, we see pool, we talk pool, we go. And the, the the words we use, the word we use is pull with the guards. If the tackle pulls the outside linebackers, who they're keying through the end man, which is normally the tackle, to the mesh, their, their communication is dart. That really helps us with the darts. I mean, darts, that, that good dart team can always pop one on you because your linebackers, it's a hard play to see. Right. And, but if your outside linebacker is yelling dart, dart, dart when he sees that tackle pool, man, that really helps. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a great point. And to, to yeah. distinguish between those two, you know, dart and pool. Yeah, it really it, it's helped. We just started doing that about four years ago, and it's really helped quite a bit. And they're just searching again. That goes back to that tracking drill. Let me see what's the next. Uh, there we go. Power, again, power really, to me, fits like any counter also. It's just who's going to block first. Who's the kick out? On a power, your H-back's going to be your kick out guy. On a, on a counter, your guard's going to be a kick out guy. Does that matter? I mean, I'm going to teach the same technique. It matters maybe to the outside linebacker because one's bigger than the other, or one's more athletic than the other, but the fit of it is still the same. OG down block, look through the trap line, redirect. Uh, you have the QB 100% on power read. Uh, backside. Uh, OG pools, communicate pool, key step through, trap line, negotiate the, the offensive tackle. Where is he? Is he high or is he low? And we're going to play quarterback to the to the uh, wide. Again, the wide is your outside zone. Uh, on a power read, the one thing that I am pretty adamant about is the play side linebacker has to be on the quarterback. 100% of the time, if I ever see him take off on the wide, the outside sweep, uh, I'm going to get in him to him pretty good. If he tells me, Coach, I was 100%, then, then I'll trust him. But the one time that he doesn't take that quarterback and the quarterback pulls it and goes down the pipe, he's probably going to be sitting on the sideline with me. So he better better know his 100%. Okay. Power read. Boom. Here we go. We got the, the, the power back right there. He's going to roll up. We're going to mesh right here. This guy's going to ride and come down. He should be on the queue all the time. And then he's going to scrape through. Help out on the wide. This guy's in charge of wide corner or safety, whatever we're in. Cloud or sky is in charge of the wide. We are in charge of the quarterback. Okay, quarterback and spilling or hard drawing, whatever we might need to do. And I, I, I like to keep these guys in the box as much as possible. 
and let the outside linebackers and the safeties play the wide, the, the, the outside zone as much as possible. So the play side linebacker, I, I guess what's, what's telling him that it's, that it's power read instead of just typical power or even a counter is, is the mesh. Right. That's, that's, that's the progression. He sees, he sees the guard, then he goes to the, to the quarterback and sees the mesh, and that slows him down. It's the mesh, and at the same time, he's going to scrape tight. And what shows, what shows, this guy is going to skip him. If it's power read, he's going to go around him. He ain't going to block him. Right. He's still scraping tight because if he doesn't scrape tight, guess what? The linebacker, the, the quarterback's going to pull it and cut back on him. Yeah. So he's still playing at his power. This right. is the guy that's going to miss him, you know? Yeah. And I think he does it here. Take you see how he goes around him. Yep. And we just search it out and take that. Well, he ends up handing the ball, but and we ended up turning back. Thank God. So boom, he just takes the first thing that scrapes uh, shows up there. Could have been the quarterback. It was the back here. Uh, I think later on in the game they end up taking that back out that way more, and that quarterback ends up pulling it once or twice. And, and it's it's a tough play, man. This is a this is a intermediate tough play. This is one of those power read is one of those plays you better start at the beginning and just teach it as a fundamental play in your pit drills because you're, you're going to get burnt on it eventually. Yeah. I don't have a lot of power reads on this film just because we didn't see very many. We called a little stunt here into the power read because we knew we were going to get the power read. So that's why that linebacker's running through there. We're just doing a, trying to, trying to get to the queue on it. Backside linebackers kind of, Playing the game, he's just feeling it out again. He was one of those field guys. He didn't. I just lined him up and let him play. I didn't, didn't teach him too much after that. Doesn't sound like I'm a good coach, but I'm smart enough to know to let him play. Sometimes coaches get in their own damn ways. Uh, let's see here. Right. <laughs> if they're good, they're good. What is it? The old Jimmy's and the Joes. Right. That's right. Yeah. Just another gap exchange play right here. With the backside linebacker, it's that booger blitz again. Filled up both of the A-gaps. Boom, he's going to come spill. You'll see here, he knows to spill. Boom, and he's going to fill right. Yeah, the, the, the gap exchange is, is, is big. Yeah, power weak. Um, you know, one thing as a, as a young coach calling plays, this team was really good at power, power, power read. So we blitzed the power read, whether it had been a gap exchange here and there to the quarterback or whether it was right here, uh, trying to fit him in the back door of the quarterback. But we let him know early we were going to take the power read away by blitzing the, the basically the, the C-gap. It, it, it's that chess game you play with the other coach. Right. You know, if I see that they're going to run, they're, they're a good zone team, I'm going to blitz, blitz the zone early, you know, and let them know, look, I watched film on you. I know, I know what you like. I'm trying to get you out of it. I, you know, I think, and it might have been you, but I thought I heard it from someone else too. Uh, that at the DFW clinic is it, it, exactly what you just said: is whatever they like to do, whatever their bread and butter is, blitz it early so they know that you've been watching film and you have a plan yep. for that, so that they're going to have to go to their next thing. What you'll what you'll find is late in the game when they need their nut cut and play, they won't run it because yeah. you blitzed it early, like right. he knows. So then you got guys like you know. The good ones, Westlake and, and Katie, that they don't care. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they don't care. This is just regular power. This is getting out of the power read, I believe. Yeah. Again, it goes back to hard jar spill. Here's the hard jar right here. Uh, here's the spill right here. You'll see him come underneath and he's going to come clean up. 
See how he's going to find He's seeking that guy out to spill him because he knows he's a bunter. You got a bunt. Stay on the outside right here, and we got him where we need him. That little, that little scat back was good, though. Golly, he'd get out a lot of messes. Uh, let's see here. I said all, all this power, power read, it, it, it really it, it plays the same. It's going to fit pretty much the same, you know. Um, biggest thing on power read is get somebody on the queue. Let make sure your outside linebacker understands what he's in charge of, which is the wide or the outside uh, sweep stuff, and then let your backside fill it up. Well, I don't think I only have one play on the dart, uh, but this is what you're thinking. This is what you're looking at. Uh, OG down block, look through the trap line, see the pullers, build second level. Anything in second level in my book is any puller, any H-back, anybody that's not on the line of scrimmage is to me a second puller. Anybody that folds becomes a second puller. Um, clean the inside of the hole, get big, uh, dart, uh, dart to the wheel linebacker, key step, see the OT pull, hear the dart, redirect, scrape to air. Uh, try to talk through this a little bit uh, when we get to the film. OG steps out, trust your key, key step the way the OG fits. This is the only one where, um, like I said, I'm trying to spill everything at second level. But the dart is the only one to the wheel linebacker side that he may hard jar it. And I'll, I'll explain it in a So we're playing a four eye. We're going to fundamentally, we're going to read the, the, the guard when we're playing a four eye right here. All right, he's going to block out. All right, he's going to block out. So you know, dart, something's coming in the A gap because that's the, that's the weakness of the decent defense is that A gap right there. He should block down right here. And then this guy, you can see already him starting to pull. All right, so by rule, when, um, by rule, he should be key stepping outside because his guard stepped outside. Okay. The one rule I tell him key step the way the guard key steps, look through the uh, trap line and, and up to the mesh. You know, same thing we've been talking about all day. Here, the, the other rule I told him is fill a second puller. Well, here's the second level puller is going to come, but he's on the outside because he's key steps on the outside. This is the only time I'll tell him to go ahead and hard jar. Why? He's going to block him out. Nobody's blocked this guy yet. Nobody's blocked this guy yet. And he's going to scrape in. Uh, should be scraping free. If they they want to double right here and rise up to him, then he should come loose. Okay? So that's why we got to where this guy can – if the guard steps out and he's key stepped out, instead of trying to get back inside when this guy pulls around, we're going to leave him outside and tell our jar and get big. Okay. I'm gonna try to blow it up with that uh, forearm shoulder lift, and I'm gonna try to show him my chest so he cuts back a different way. So you'll see he's coming in right there, and you'll see he takes the hard jaw on. See that? See how he took that on? Now, luckily, this four eye right here is playing some good ball, six foot six or something like that. And they, the, we're playing four eye on this side too because we were feeling inside zone. Okay. So when that guy pulled, guess what he did? He just got in that hip pocket. Again, we're reading the nine times out of ten, we're going to read those guards. It's just good play out of both four eyes right there. But you can see where he hard darts on that guy instead of instead of spilling him. It just makes it a little easier to feed your, your, your brother linebacker over there on the other side. I think this is the only dart we had all year. Well, I think we're looking at the at, at Y right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the four eyes can go. Yeah, I, 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 a lot of people don't like playing four eyes. I like them. Hell, if you want to stop inside zone, you get in forty-four. And oh, you stop. 
my zone. <laughs> That's a lot of guys like talking four eyes on this podcast. So I, I think a lot of D-line guys like playing it for that reason. Yeah. The, the next question, what do you read? What do you read? Well, it depends. You know, if I, uh, this is the honest truth. If I'm getting a lot of inside zone, I'm going to read this guy. Probably giving too much out in this, in this damn. Uh, <laughs> if I, it, 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 let's see where we at. If we're getting a lot of inside zone, I'm going to read the guard. Okay. Yeah. If we're getting a lot of power, okay, especially weak side power, I'm going to post the tackle. Okay. Why? What does that matter, coach? Well, when you post the tackle, when this guy pulls, he's got to pull longer. And guess what? He doesn't have power steering, right? What he wants to do is that slide step, skip step, and get upfield is what he wants to do. So when you post in a four eye, post the tackle right here and makes this guy stay lateral longer. I tell the kids, guys, you remember old Charlie Sheen when he was all, all crazy and he was like winning? Yeah. That's what I tell the kids. I said, if that ball is going lateral, if it's going to the sidelines, guess what you are? You are winning. Right. Keep it going to the sideline. Yep. And um, that's why I like posting that guy. I just make yeah. that second run longer and longer and longer. Um, yep. but, if it, but if we're playing uh, – you know, uh, inside zone team where they want to double those for us, then I'll read that. I'll read that guard, and we'll collapse the, the, those those holes down. Yep. Okay. Pass drops. I know I'm running a little bit long, but you can set me up whenever you want to. Otherwise, I can do this all night. Oh, you're good. Uh, pass drops. Again, we talked about the draw steps. I use what we call jump the look, which means we're going to set up when the quarterback sets up. I'm going to check my ABCs, which is something that we came up with real easy. Of course, your A area is where your three or two is. It's basically your your your, your uh, hook of your uh, – or, or your hot of your um, inside receiver, whether it be the tight end or whether it be your number three receiver. Then you have your B area is your swing in your back, your flare. And then your C area is your cross uh, – your, your backside crosser. Uh, communicate crossers, anything that goes underneath us, in front of us, is a crosser. We don't chase that route. We just communicate it. And we're looking for the higher or, or the deeper drag. And then it goes behind us as a drag. Um, you'll see. Uh, all right. So right here, what you're going to see is um, this backside linebacker right here. He's going to look. He's going to start looking for work. All right. Boom. Basically, what we tell him is, is this guy's relating to three and he's relating to two. If I'm not mistaken, two's in the backfield because it's trips. Yeah, his two's in the backfield. So you'll see he'll look to number two right here and see if he comes up. If he is, he's going to relate to him, okay? And he's looking for three. I believe three is right here. Uh, might be right here. So two's right there. He's relating to three. If three comes up in his hook, he's going to get him. If he does out, then he's going to get the next guy coming in. We're just going to pattern match those guys and pass them off as we see fit. So here we go. We're checking our A area, which is uh, where a hitch is or our guy we're supposed to relate to this. He took off that way, so this guy's dropping into this wide. So, again, he's going to relate to two. Two's in the backfield. He's going to relate to three. Three's in the backfield. So they're both in the backfield right now. Boom. They both go away. They don't have anybody to cover. Boom. He just relates to the next best thing. Now, this linebacker here on the play side, when this guy cut out, he should have used that pivot that we were talking about to stay up underneath this. But he ends up chasing. Don't ask me why, but he does. 
But this backside guy is the one I really like. He just passes off his next guy and goes to the next thing. Now, what what we like to teach, you know, if they're not relating there, then we're going to teach our ABCs. Again, our ABCs, this is our A area right here, which is, you know, the hot, the, the cover down, the, the, the dump pass. Then our B area is right here on the swing, okay, uh, for this play side linebacker. The swing area is right here. And then anything coming from back crosser would be the C area. So this is the A area. His eyes go there. Then he goes to the B area. Then he looks for something crossing, coming back from the backside. See here. Huge play in the game. Kept the ball, but you can see the athletic ability of this linebacker. Again, um, we uh, this guy, just got him lined up. That's it. Just get him lined up. And then let him be the athlete he was. Again, going to Mary Hart and Baylor now. It's pretty good. Pretty good scoop there. Uh, I talked about that. All right, so here you're going to be able to see them check there. Let me go to Y. Check their ABCs here. All right, so does a great job right here. Okay, his number two goes radical. He just yells cross, cross at us and lets him go. Okay, and because he communicated, all right, he yells cross, cross, cross. That notified the linebacker that somebody's coming, but watch him free before he even hears cross, cross, cross. His eyes are going to go to the A area, going up the field. Then they go to the B area. There's nothing there, and then he looks for the crosser. Boom. So as he's working through there, then he help, hears him communicating cross, cross, cross. It just affirmed that he's on him. If he didn't hear cross, would he have, would he have walled off? He would, yeah, he would see it late, basically. He yeah. would see it late. Yeah. I mean, hey. First game we had uh, the first three games we had three picks in the linebacking court, and I think two of them went for touchdowns. And this kid doesn't want to play football. He wants to just go to A and M and become a uh, <laughs> a, a uh, what you call it? Let's see if I can. Yeah, he wants to be a uh, force guy. He loves the wildlife. He's always going on. Uh, Fly fishing. Coach, you need to come fly fishing. I don't know if they let Mexicans go fly fishing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing again. Same thing. You can just see him. He's going to relate to three, and then he's going to check his ABCs. The only thing that they're not doing a great job right here is when the quarterback sets up, I like for them to set up, but he really doesn't do that. Neither one of them do. Again, this is game three, I think. And, uh, again, there's some feel for the game there, though. So, he's just finding work. You know, he, he's in charge of – it's a two-by-two two set. He's in charge of three. Three's in the backfield, so he just starts moving his head. Boom, 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 and he finds it. That's the biggest thing in the past is to be able to get their eyes off the queue and find uh, – you can see it here really well – find receivers. We actually lined up wrong. We're on the wrong side. He put the strong side to the boundary. That wasn't good. But it still plays the same. But the, both these linebackers, they learn the same thing, so you can play them on either, either side. The only thing they need to learn is both 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 stunts. So if they do get kind of cattywampus like they did here, they're still able to play. Man, I got fire zones to go. You want to hear fire zones, or you want to call it a day? You tell me. It's, Coach, uh, let's let, let's let's roll. Let's get through this stuff, and okay, and we can, got it. We'll, we'll we'll cut it off after we get through all the all the all the film cut ups and everything. Okay, good. Okay, so. 
Falcon and fish go to the field, buzzard and bite go to the boundary. Uh, nine times out of 10, we, we are going to line up to the number of receivers, okay? But nine times out of 10, they put the number of receivers to the right side of the field. So um, a falcon we use versus pass, a fish we use versus run. Same thing, buzzard is versus pass, bite is versus run. And I'll show you the difference in film real quick. Um, these are basically, uh, you guys all know NCAA blitz, that's all it is. NCAA, we're going to push the front away from the stunt, and then we're going to roll the stunt. Uh, we're going to bring the stunt off one edge, and we're going to roll the secondary into cover three. Uh, the safety rolling down to the stunt. This is a Falcon right now. Safety rolling down is in charge of rerouting number two. All right? He's in charge of uh, contain. We're going to long stick it here, cross face, get up the field, and we're going to basically – we want this on that quarterback. We want to get him corralled, and we're going to push up the field right here. We're using this stunt because this guy is not very – these stunts are kind of – again, this particular – the Falcon Buzzard series is built to beat this guy right here. So when you watch a film and you see that guy's not very good, this is what you put in, easy as it gets. Cover three, uh, fire zone. Uh, it's all we run is cover three fire zones because we don't have to do a lot of teaching. We teach the same ass. Once we put cover three in, we should be able to run this all day long. We're coming from the bottom of the film here. There it comes. Again, watch uh, the tackle right here. He ain't sure who he's supposed to get. C63. We put some uh, stress on him, and he didn't handle it very well. Now, our nose guard went the wrong way. Didn't help. But you can see uh, what we're trying to get here. We're getting contained right here. We're getting the stress on the tackle. The nose guard should have went this way, and we're going to get some uh, press from back here. That dude's the quarterback's going to play uh, tight end in college. <laughs> he played quarterback his whole senior year, and then he's going to play tight end in college. Wow! Yeah, is that Churchill? That is Churchill. Yep. They they gave us a run for our money too. We went in a little big headed, and we just didn't play very well. Same. Th I think it's the same one. Yeah. Does a good job of getting it pulled up. Um, now, this safety, if I'm not mistaken, right here. Yeah. See, he, we want him down here by five, redirecting this guy. He's real too high because I think we had some new safeties in there that we had some injury. He doesn't really get to him, but he does cover them well. And he takes the, the he takes both outs away. This is actually a pretty good call to this this defense right here. And uh, the safety, the, the drop-down safety just does a good job. And then look at the backside linebacker. Look at him cover some ground he gets over here on this out because he's looking for his number two his two went to block so but you can see what the quarterback's got to look at here and you got to see what this tackle the tackle don't know what the hell he's supposed to do right here it just speeds everything up all right got it okay so this is almost the same thing so now we've called falcon but they gave us trips okay if you remember the mic was the one that's inserting in this big right. gap right. but they gave us trips so now if we run that stunt with that Mike linebacker going through that big gap, they're going to hit the hot down right here all day long because he's coming down over number two, not over number three. Okay. Yeah. You want to switch him coach. Why don't you just take him down? Number okay. Do that. Now he's going to hit number three. So what we do is we just call a backer go. And that's this position right here. He's going to run the stunt and he's going to go ahead and cover down. He's going to steal wall number two, uh, our reroute number two. Okay. And same stunt. I don't even know if I have film on this one because it, it hardly ever happened. This might be the one. 
yeah, so it, it hardly ever happened. But here's where uh, just a good picture of the rover coming from distance. Anytime these guys are stuck, and I give them three areas to go from, they're in charge of changing it on their own. I'll tell them to come from halfway. I'll tell them to come from where they're at, or I'll tell them to time it. Okay, and uh, we just—that's the way we teach them uh, three different ways to stunt, and then they they use what they what they're good at, and then uh, you know some of them I'll tell them what to do. But right here, this guy he cut his he cut his um, he cut his uh, alignment to half, and then he just took off on it, and this guy never saw him. Makes for a big play for us, and we get the ball out, and we score. This guy's going to play at Eastern New Mexico. Uh, this guy's going to play at McMurray. Safety's going to play at McMurray. He was a, a premier B-team safety his entire career until his varsity his senior year. He played JV as a, as a junior. Started all of our games for us. Not a good tackle here, but you can see him working here. He should be going across the face. He's getting a long stick. Boom, they occupied everybody in the middle right there. And then the nose guard just keeps working and finds a, finds a way to get to the ball. That's a good look at it right there, the way it opens up for that uh, Mike linebacker. They're hustling out to get the uh, – and this is on a three-blocker side. We don't change it on a three-blocker side if that tight end's there because I'm probably called the Falcon because it's a passing down, right? So he's probably going to leave somehow, some way. So then it just turns just like if he wasn't there. And it also gives you some spacing. This guy, when they're down in stances like that, Yep. He can't see where that guy is. Yeah. So that helps. See, he could barely see him there. It just helps hide him a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't ask me why those are all out of whack. This this is Reagan right here. They're pretty salty. His quarterback's pretty salty, but everything speeds up here on him. We run it. Good thing we got a safety that comes down and plays where he's supposed to play. But you see how fast he has to get the ball out of his hand. He can't do it. Now, remember, this is a B-team B team safety right here. Watch him come down over number two right here. The B team, this guy, he didn't sniff the field until his senior year. But this guy sped it up, and he came from alignment, which is even better. But look how fast he's got to get the ball out of his hand, and then this one plays. Boom, comes down over to number two, redirects number two, and makes the play. About as good as it gets right there. Yeah. And, yes, I do allow my linebackers to come out of the blitz. You know, he starts. He sees that, you know, the tackle pretty much came back down on him. Right? So he's like, well, you know, I'm just to get stuck in there. He just follows the ball. See if you can see how fast this goes for him right here, though. He, he ends up hurrying the throw, and it makes it an errant throw, which makes it harder for everybody now. I uh, believe, yep. This is the, the tubes. Uh, base, the, the, these stunts are taught from uh, middle school all the way up because it's a cover three stunt, so we could do that. So. This is our twos in. And boom, he just scrapes nice and tight. Boom, he's on. He's tracked him all the way. Good catch out of that guy, but you can see how fast he gets in there just by scraping tight. And the, the long stick really gets these guys. Um, it really gets them coming down. When they see a guy caught, uh, that dang guard gets on him. Sometimes the tackle will chase him down in there. Uh, just looks odd to him and it, it right. kind of yeah just like what, what the hell's going on here why is he crossing my face and going way down there i better block him yeah. well because those guys are literal too just like the guys we got yep so i think you can see it here you can see how tight he scripts right through here it's a pretty good throwing to catch out of these those two that's lee right there all right so 
NCAA blitz coming from the weak side, the boundary side now. Same thing. We're going to take that four iron. He's going to rip across. We're going to go away. We're going to build that, that you know, keep them in their crowd. We, we, we tell these guys, you guys are coming right over here like this. We're going to feed the blitz because here's the blitz right here. Okay. All right. So we're feeding the blitz. This side over here is coming. Okay. We're lined up wrong right here. Uh, this guy should be coming. He's going to go that A gap. He's going to push across and he's going to, he should come here. Let's see what happens. Um, they ran it fast backwards. I think they got lined up wrong and they switched sides on us. These guys were smart enough to do that. So he came down underneath. He comes and he's supposed to be running, but he comes out of it because of the play. Okay. Difference between the bites and the um difference between the bites and the and the buzzards and the falcons and the and the fishes. The falcons and the buzzards are used for pass because we're gonna get this guy up to contain. The fishes and the bites, we're going to take this guy and run him down the heel line, okay? And it's all predicated off what he does. If he blocks down, he's going to run the heel line off his butt. If he blocks out, he's going to cross face and get in the B-gap because now instead of this guy going B-gap on the bites and the fishes, he's going to come outside and he's the contained now. Uh, okay. I believe that's what happens here. Again, yep. See how he comes outside and then we're able to get to him from the backside here. So what I like to, you can see right here, he's trying to fight inside to the B gap on this guy because he stepped out and that gives this guy the, the, the room to come around. We had to add this, uh, Gilbert Rodriguez Jr., who is a, he's a DB coach at um, Clemens. He was my BC for a long time and he built this whole package for us. And we needed something because the Falcons and the Buzzards, they were awesome versus the pass and they weren't worth Dilly squat versus the run. So we ended up finding this uh, at Texas, I believe. Orlando was running these. Uh, just changing it up with that, that outside linebacker coming underneath that, 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 uh, that pass block. And it really, really helped against the runs. We started using them against the run. And when you have fast linebackers like this, it really works against the pass too. But it'll close up all those gaps on the inside. Okay. In and out. All right. That's, you know, you're sitting there watching the NFL ball and they always cross, uh, they, they twist that, that uh, center. We were playing a team where the center was, uh, he's a little bit banged up. We noticed that, so we wanted to put some stress on the center, so we came to this Indian out. Anytime we get in our Indian front, it's twos and fives, two linebackers and uh, outside linebacker on the strong side. Uh, it's normally we play cover three behind it. If we're going to send these blitzes, though, we had to co uh, play cover zero and blitz peel with five techniques. One of the five techniques is probably our outside linebacker is that little 22 that we, that we had him down in a stance. Uh, we do, we do put some personnel changes in there every now and then, but that's the big thing. If you're going to, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to blitz peel to get that guy covered up because you're about to send both linebackers in there and we can do it with the both linebackers or one linebacker, depending on how we, how we called it, whether it was Indian out, uh, Indian plug, whatnot. Base Indian, though, is two eyes and fives. And when we call out, the two eyes are going to threes on the snap, and they're going to open up those eight guys. So that's the premise of the defense uh, real quick. And here it is. We're playing. This is a, a flex bone team. They were killing us, killing us, killing us. I mean, uh, this game was ridiculous. I think we won 56 to 51, something like that. We were, It was real hard to stop this offensive line. They were quick and tough. It's Wagner High School right here. And we got in this, I believe, in the fourth quarter and finally put some stops and some stuff. 
But you see here, we're in two eyes right here, and he's basically going to take that B gap. He's going to take that C gap. He's going to come out B. He's going to be in C. And then we'll take these two linebackers. We're going to cross them right here on this nose guard. And uh, got them into some passing situations where we could do it. Uh, then we were also, they were down blocking so much on us that we had to do something to stay in our B and our C gaps. Got us a big pick coming out at half. That was huge. Um, again, uh, playing this is zero coverage right here. Should be zero coverage. Uh, they didn't get the call. I think they're trying to roll into some cover three right here. So we actually lucked into this play, but it helped because they see he sees that quarterback sees both these guys breathing down his neck that he's going to get the ball out quick and he gets it out too quick right here in this. In this. Uh, good look at it right there. See, that's what that quarterback gets to look at, and that ain't what he wants to see. Yeah, it looks like that safety didn't get the call. Or did though? Oh, running again. There it is, right there. A little bit better look at it. Um, again, we're taking the two eyes, and they're going to go outside. They're going to go outside, and then whichever one you want to go first, have them go first. Whether it was the you know, the backside, the the short side guy coming, however you want to do it, really doesn't yeah. matter. The other thing, like here we're sending one, turns into six one, and now the linebacker's covered up nice and he's able to run. Uh here he gets picked off a little bit. There should have been a crack replacement right there. But as far as tackle to tackle, he's free to roam right here. And again, we're just, you know, we're getting down the line pretty well right here. Uh but you know, some benefits to just sending one of them instead of Again, you play some cover three out of this and void some zones, or you can uh, play man to man. And we just chose to play man to man. So yeah. We're sending, yeah. Sending them all to zero cut plus down here. It's really not beneficial to be in a zone. Right. Exactly. Unless you're in a red five, we've got a red five defense that, that we didn't get to play too much, but it's a kind of a five across zone on the, on the bottom. You ever get into DB play? You need to call Gilbert Rodriguez Jr. or uh, or um, our DB coach uh, T.P. Miller. Okay, they are they're worth their weight in gold. A good DB coach. Uh, let's see here, sending one right here. We're not sending both, but here you can see how clear he, how cleaned up he is. So you got every gap taken right here. You got the A gap taken. He's got the B gap. He, so he's clean and watch this guy just scrape through all this stuff. That's what I like seeing. Again, it goes all the way back to the first drill tracking. Boom, boom, boom. Accelerate to the play. Just like that. Uh, let's see. Let me get to this. Oh, this is a they, – they score this, they win the ball game. And we, we got into this Indian out, and boom, we were able to get our hand on the ball right here. Uh, next play, I think. Yeah. Second play, ran the same defense again. I think we only sent one linebacker on this one. End up getting the ball out. Wow. Uh, next, next play, I believe it is right here. Yep. Boom. Ball out. And it goes back to C36. Yep. See how clean he, he's covered up the whole way. It's tracking all the way. Boom, 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 boom. So huge deal. We we uh, maybe two times a game if 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 we saw that everything was good, 
think we ran it about six times in that game. This guy, anytime the center got up limping, we sent it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the reason, original reason we put it in with because the center we knew was banged up. And the quarterback could go. We were containing him with outside linebackers, outside linebackers, outside linebackers. So it was a good changeup for us. And you know, kids like this stuff, man. You 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 get in there in the film room and you see the, you know, there's there's something you can take advantage of. The kids are all over it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's just, you know, you don't need a lot of bells and whistles going in the game. I was listening to Dick Willbow one time. Same thing here. And I said, I asked him. I said, Coach, how much defense do you put in in the game? He goes, as as much as I need to win the game. Okay. You got it. <laughs> You're right. Same thing here. Just the Indian out with one linebacker going right here. Boom. And he just seeks and finds and makes plays. Makes plays. But again, going all the way back to day one tracking. That's it. That's what I got for uh, X's nose. So appreciate uh, the time. I know you I know it went a little bit longer, but I'm I'm always down anytime you ever want to talk. Oh, coach! No, that was great. I mean, I, again, I I think that that you could uh, have entered into this not knowing much about linebacker play and 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 be ready to walk out and, and coach it tomorrow if you had to. So, uh, I appreciate it, coach, and 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 uh, really bringing it and and not being bashful about sharing what you do. And and uh, as we mentioned at the top of this, uh, these guys will have your contact info, and and yep. of course they can uh, again scan that key, uh, QR code to get this presentation, but uh, we'll definitely make it where they can get a hold of you if they have questions. Or That'd or, be great, man. I love hearing from coaches all around the state. Yeah. And, I, and I'll share everything I got. I don't hide anything. Here's the bottom line. The offense don't know when I'm calling it. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, Coach, yeah. uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you and the, uh, the Jaguars uh, in 2021. Coach, I appreciate you. I love your your your, your what you're doing here because coaches need this. We all need to get better somehow, some way. Never stop learning. Thanks again to Coach Soto for being a part of the show today and for giving us the goods when it comes to coaching up inside linebackers. Uh, again, if you want to watch the video of our conversation today, complete with coaches' slides and film cut-ups, then go to our YouTube channel, a uh, link to which can be found in the show notes of today's episode. I would definitely recommend that. Uh, you know, you can get a lot out of listening, but, man, there's so much that, that uh, you can learn from actually watching the film cutups that kind of go along with coach's explanation of things. So definitely go and check that out also. Uh, now the show notes is also where you'll find coach Soto's contact info. Uh, you can find a link to our merchandise store where you can go pick up a KYPD t-shirt, long sleeve or short sleeve. Uh, got hoodies, uh, coffee mugs, decals, all sorts of cool stuff there. So go and check that out. The show notes is also where you can find uh, more information on our sponsors. Uh, our coaching network and go edit graphics. So if you're not used to checking out the show notes each week, then you are missing out. Our quote of the day goes like this. Greatness is a lot of small things done well, stacked up on each other. And with that, we'll get out of here, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with episode number 98. Until then, subscribe now. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Have a great week. And last, but certainly not least, keep your pads down. 